0: Yo what up everyone Happy Thanksgiving Happy Thanksgiving It's the Thanksgiving special It's not really special (laughs) It's not really special But episode Thanksgiving episode Uh, You know I I do a quick impromptu uh, Series of thank yous for uh, Appreciation exercise um and you know just recap this year a bit i get into an article and our main theme is related to the japanese countryside and what's going on there uh an article and i give a review of a vice documentary mini documentary um that i stumbled upon (laughs) that i found entertaining on several different levels (laughs) and we'll get into that um you know not too long not too short pretty i think solid episode i think there will be something in it for everyone so enjoy yo what's going on welcome back everyone welcome for to another episode of the podcast japan according to akil is going down another daytime episode because i was too sleepy to <laughs> to record last night i was doing some other stuff eating a pomegranate uh you know uh, <laughs> what else did I, I ate a pomegranate last night which is pomegranate is my favorite fruit by the way uh, my mom used to give it to me when I was a kid. If you don't know what a pomegranate is, kill yourself. Come on, man. You got to know what a pomegranate is. Um, but no, no, pomegranate is like a... Um, I got one over there, but I'm not going to go get it. But it's like a red, red kind of fruit. And inside has all these little like red mini seeds with like juice bursting around. I don't know. It's crunchy. It's tart. Like I love tart stuff. So my mom, I remember my one of my earliest memories in, in life is my mom... Feeding me pomegranate and it going everywhere, and I'm like picking it up, picking up the little seeds off the table and eating them and crunching them. So, um, yeah, I love pomegranate and it's pomegranate season, so of course, I went to Costco, they had pomegranate. I'm like, oh shit, it's pomegranate season is going down, (laughs) and I just bought like a case of pomegranate, so I've been eating pomegranate literally every night uh for the past few nights pomegranate and sweet potato pie has been like (laughs) half my fucking diet for like the past few days um but yeah uh because i said thanksgiving is coming up in america this week uh but i celebrated thanksgiving with my family this past weekend just you know a little bit early uh just did a little small simple dinner and stuff like that just to celebrate uh you know um the season so which brings me to a, i was thinking about this topic i forgot about it and i remembered it now which brings me to my thanksgiving thankfulness i guess and i was thinking you know this year especially has been pretty crazy as shit you know for, for a lot of people yes dog okay my dog's coming yeah. all right you gonna come on my lap come on come on come on come on, come on. okay I don't know if you can see him on camera, but he's trying to take a nap. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, so I'm, my body's all stiff now because I'm trying to make my, my dog comfortable. But thankfulness, yeah. Uh, w- you know, what, what I wanted to be thankful for this year, because this year has been crazy, uh, especially, you know, living uh, here in Japan. Now, I'll just do it from my perspective here in Japan a little bit, and hopefully it might give you some perspective on things to think about not sure if this is going to come out Well, it probably is on thanksgiving uh wherever you are but one big thing um i've been thankful for this year has been the time i've been able to spend with my family like uh last year you know, up until the pandemic really hit in spring i really spent a lot of time ripping and running all around tokyo uh trying to get this cash you know my work um Influx had been on like a, a really good increase for like the past a uh, few years. Uh, just a lot of my private lessons and contacts and stuff. But you know, it kind of go it go. Private teaching in in Tokyo kind of goes up and down in waves. Like I've felt those waves several times before. So I knew like okay, things are peaking. You know, eventually something's gonna happen. It'll kind of settle down. But um, so I was just you know riding the wave, getting all the cash that I could and do what I wanted to do, do what I needed to do with that. But um, but yeah, now that, you know, things, I'm just kind of settled into my main job now. I'm enjoying the fact that I'm able to, you know, spend a lot of time with my family. I'm home, you know, for the evenings, most nights, except for like t- tonight's, like the only night I really work late. But before this, I was out of the house pretty much every night. You know, I wasn't able to tuck my son into bed like every night. You know, except for like Sunday, maybe just because I forced myself to take a day off. Um, you know, plus like trying to keep up with the podcast and, and, and trying to, like, about a year, year and a half ago, I was trying to figure out, you know, with my course and what, what my online course and what I was trying to do with that. So I, I you know, I had my hands pretty full and, um, that was my priority. But, you know, I when everyone was freaking the fuck out in spring, like I was just chilling with my son, like taking them to the fucking you know, taking them on early morning scooter rides and I'm I'm jogging like my knees are hurting me. Yeah, you know, I'm playing with them. We're doing like, you know, mazes and, and writing practice and shit every day, like Um, you know, it was, I was really appreciative for that time and, you know, for him to tell me times where he's telling me that he is, uh, what's the fuck is this? Thank you for, get the fuck out of here. Hold on, hold on one second. Sorry. Um, you know, him, the times he's telling me that he, um, is happy I'm here and, you know, he's upset when I had to work and things like that, you know, that is something is irreplaceable any parent knows like you know my son's three he's going on four pretty soon you can't get that time back like i remember okay my dog's had enough of me talking he's like he's like i gotta get the fuck out of here (laughs) like um you know that that time is irreplaceable And, and to have this window of time you know we don't know what's gonna happen next year in the world but Um, Where I'm actually able to invest that time in him is great. Also with the rest of my family too. So being able to just sit down and be in the fucking house, you know, I'm 38 going on 39 years old. Being in the house is not a bad thing at all for me, you know. I'm like, hey, now we live in the future. We got Netflix. I got a smartphone. I got a fuck. I can do all the media shit I need to do, like you know, on a phone and a laptop. Like it's just fucking butter, you know. I'm just trying to figure it out, but but that's something definitely I'm I am thankful for. Yeah, another just getting my shit together, you know. Um, the things I was preparing here, thinking about, like, oh yeah, for my Japanese YouTube content, I'm still trying to figure out exactly the direction i'm going in that i just got another aha moment while setting up for this like oh you know i need to be doing this so um i'm excited to really you know be able to uh, if i do it correctly i'll be able to pump out content for japanese people on, on youtube a different youtube channel um a lot easier and a lot that's a lot more helpful for them you know um so so i'm going to give that a go see how it goes like um, so I'm thankful for that. Just you know, having a direction in my life, even though it's like wandering and going, you know, where it's going. I'm still trying to feel my way through the process of it, but I'm I know where I'm going. You know, um, that's something to be thankful for. My fucking health. I think we all that should be the number one thing we should all be happy for and thankful for. You know, like I'm fucking healthy. I'm happy. You know, I mean, the air's dry. I got a little bit of mucus in my sinuses. I wake up, I got it like you know get something out of there but every every morning but besides that like we're i'm good you know um and and that's something to really be thankful for um you know my dog is here you know to to be able to just do what i love um of course i gotta say thankful to you all like yeah i I, that's something I, i can definitely say this year um I don't know what it is. YouTube's algorithm. I think definitely, I think I started YouTube this year. Yeah. I think I did start YouTube this year on the podcast. And so, um, you know, just open to a wider audience, get some triple digit numbers on the views. That was like, I'm blowing up, you know, (laughs) thankful for you guys for watching that. We went through a couple of controversies this year. Um, I opened up a, a about a lot of shit on here, you know, on the podcast audio and on YouTube, and uh i feel good about that you know Uh, i feel like i got like an extended family you know several um new people like contacting me regularly communicating with you guys like a community quote unquote you know i'm still getting my shit together with with this you know in in my everyday life but i really appreciate uh being able to i should have i should have eaten some sweet potato pie while i was doing this you know (laughs) i should have some i feel like i should have some Thanksgiving props (laughs) while I'm doing this, but this is impromptu, but you know um, you listeners and watchers, viewers from the past, from the beginning uh, from last year, from this year, I really appreciate all you guys. And I really hope I can continue to um, put out, you know, the type of, I I hope quality content that I've been putting out uh, up to this point. And, and I, I think I'm, I feel it's getting better. Uh, so um, at least getting more organized, kind of, you know, than this crazy shit I was doing before. <laughs> but, you know, uh, I'm really looking forward to doing that and appreciate you guys for um, sticking with me through this crazy ass wild ride. Um, and yeah, just thankful for living in Japan. I'd say living in Tokyo, the Tokyo area. Let me say that um, it, it, it is a really good good place to be uh especially in the world now I'm, I'm not trying to shit on wherever you at you know but just you do miss out on several things living here um you know I'm, I'm like i said i'm on an island sometimes you feel a bit cut off from the rest of the mainstream world you don't get as much of the fun stuff you know that um you guys kind of get but you know in situations like this like i said where I'm totally cool being in the house. I'm totally cool being with my family, just going to work and coming home every day. That's totally fine with me. And in these type of situations, like, you know, yes, it's good. It's a peaceful existence. I have a relatively peaceful existence, you know, and, um, you know, whether we want peace in our life, whether we want excitement in our life, adventure in our life, um, riches whatever we want I think we're all looking for our form of happiness and that form of happiness changes throughout time throughout times in your life it has changed for me you know um now and I'm I've been definitely finding over the past few years um the past year or so this year especially that you know being settled in my family life and getting that to the place space that I want it to be uh is a really important priority for me as a man approaching 40 years old with a child, you know, so, um, yeah, that's, that's really important. You know, I mean, the only thing I I do miss is being able to, you know, I'm missing the opportunity to, uh, sit down face to face with my parents, my relatives living in America, living in Washington, DC. That's the only minus I can say for this year for me that I wasn't able to um, make a trip with my take my son especially because he's getting older now you know he's able to communicate he's aware of a lot of things in the world Um, that he's not you know he's not able to, to, to speak face to face with my parents and, and you know my siblings and, and, his, and my cousins and extended family you know and really connect with them on that level that's the only drawback but you know again it can't be helped Um, He's in a good space. I'm in a good space. The rest of my family is in a good space. Everyone's relatively healthy. Everyone that to my knowledge is relatively happy. So, you know, can't complain too much. So wherever you are, wherever you're at, you know, I would just recommend you take the time out this year, this holiday, this Thanksgiving, especially because a lot of our listeners are in America, you know, in really think like what the fuck are you happy for like you know like what th- there's so much stuff to complain about oh we can't do this and oh we can't do that but it's gonna be there it's always gonna be there like you know it's. it's but you know today like you know I will quote <laughs> I will quote the great Kung Fu Panda in i in this section you know the pres- the past is gone you know the, f- the future isn't here yet but you know, we live in the pre- the present, but now is a gift. And that's why it's called the present. I totally slaughtered that, <laughs> but, but it is true. You know, the past is gone. The future is not here yet, but now is a gift. And that is why we call it the present. And, you know, being in present time is a skill, you know, it, it's something to be uh, that I work on. I try to work on as well, um, especially with all the distractions that we have, but just being aware of, of what you know of of your yourself in this moment of time and being grateful for it you know wherever place you are you might not you're probably you know not where you ideally want to be but you know i think i'm sure if you think about it you know you have a lot to be thankful for and so this thanksgiving um i'd say much more than you know any more than i can probably remember um in recent memory yeah i think it's a good time for everyone to pause and say what you're thankful for so do that if you want to okay all right so where else are we going with this episode yeah ah yeah i got something for you guys Uh, i was just scrolling through my timeline or it popped up last night somewhere on my phone somewhere but um japanese language test i don't know what's gonna happen with the jlpt all over the world this year i'm not sure if it's canceled or or what but um for people who are just listening to us, maybe n3 ish level about n3 japanese level um, I just stumbled upon a YouTube link. Check it out. It's two hours of only Japanese conversation, of daily good Japanese conversation. I'm sorry. Two hours of daily Japanese conversation. Um, It's really good listening practice. I was kind of jealous. Like, shit, I was like, fuck, I wish I had this when I was studying for the Japanese language test. It's, you know, um, not like, hey, my Japanese, well, okay, my Japanese is uh, pretty, all right. Especially my listening is pretty good. So, um. You know this is a little bit below my level, um, but I would say if you are studying Japanese, you know, and and you can know your way around stuff, just let give this a listen. These conversations are, I would say, the borderline for fluency in Japanese. Right, like if you can understand these conversations and under, some of them have questions, some of them are just a regular conversation. I would say your 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 Japanese listening would be good enough for you to um survive in japan it's about in three uh level of japanese um to, to the best of my recollection recollection you know dealing with stuff in the restaurant everyday conversation with japanese people so if you're studying you know and you want to come here uh this is, will be i would say a good gauge of of what your shit is if you're just like i don't know what the fuck these motherfuckers are talking about, then you need to step the game up <laughs> if you got everything you know completely well you're good but when you know like what 10 12 fuck 14 years ago 15 years ago when i was fuck jesus when i was studying japanese um when i first started studying japanese i wish i had these this type of resources and information just so i could especially listening you know again i was on chibi my local Chart. i was on you know kids shows in the news in the beginning but this is these I think are really good and representative and natural uh, conversations I think is sponsored by um Japan pod 101 or Japanese pod 101 I used to listen to that shit back in the day too if you don't know what Japanese pod 101 is uh, google it <laughs> that's the answer just google it um, but it's a podcast that helps you study Japanese. Um, I probably haven't listened to that in over ten years, but I used to listen to it quite a bit, and it was quite helpful for me. A lot of it is in English, if I remember, but but it, it is quite useful. So ah fuck, alright, fine, I'll put something in there. Just I'll help you find it. Japan pod one Japan pod one oh one. Okay, you got. I'll put a link in the description for you guys about that. So. Okay, yeah, I know, doggy, I know, my dog is trying so hard to take a nap, don't worry, we're gonna take a nap before, uh, after I finish doing this, okay, after I do this, I gotta I got take a quick nap and get ready for <clears throat> work, sorry, you might hear my nose is a little bit mm, stopped up, it's because of um just the weather, it gets really, really dry, you know, this time of year, even though it's raining now, but um uh, it hasn't rained, like, at all this month, but so uh yeah 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 the weather's just been fucking with my sinuses a bit okay but anyway the um, the main thing i want to get to the main topic how much time are we like about okay 20 minutes deep yeah i want to get to the main topic of the podcast and then uh get the fuck out of here because i at least like to edit this and get it rendering before i leave for work so we'll see what happens okay (laughs) all right um Rod, you sent me a really good article which piggybacks on something that I saw randomly on the internet the other day. Um, and it's an article about rural Japan and some efforts to revive rural Japan. Um I was <laughs> I got I, I want to be careful cuz I was reading that article and even in the article there's a um I think the, the, the Japan bento thing uh, rod you know what i'm talking about but it's like japan bento or something bento um project that that these people are doing to try and raise awareness for some small town and pretty much it's just the article is just about the effort of um foreign people to call collaborate with people in dying japanese towns to you know um as a as a path to the future future um What's the word? The word just slipped my mind. As a path to future sustainability for um, for the town. I was reading the article and I was watching the video I'm going to talk about next. And I'm trying so hard not to be a hater. Uh, like, I'm trying so hard not to be a hater. Hater. Like, because watching it, it made me, th- like... I don't want to be skeptical, but I am highly skeptical of those types of projects and uh, articles. There is feel good types. I'm, I'm going to just keep it real with you. I'm keeping 100 with you. OK. Um, and this is just my opinion. But, you know, those articles and those projects and things like that, that's some feel good shit right? It sounds good. Yay. We've got young people, foreign people coming on into this countryside town and they're working with the people to preserve the culture, to raise awareness of this, to integrate all this shit. The people are loving it. You know, that sounds good. It sounds really good. And I hope it happens. I really hope it happens. I'm just highly, highly skeptical of it, and I believe it when I fucking see it. And and what I mean, you might be like, "Hey, Keo, what are you talking about? They they're doing the projects now." And please remember, like if you, if you're a long time listener of this podcast, like, you know, I talk very much sometimes about the concept of being a guest in Japan, right. And being an understanding when you have guest status, and when you are actually entrenched in a group, and those are two very different feelings, very different situations, very different statuses for me, my on the outside, looking in on a guest level they're all about it hey yay let's do it let's work together let's collaborate let's share resources you you know you show me my, <laughs> you show me yours i'll show you mine <laughs> kind of shit but um i think that's where it stops right and a, a lot of times in japan as well like you know remember japan is not as as much in the west is not as an uh, as japan is not as results oriented as the west the process is much more important than the result so you got for me those are the two important factors when you're when you're thinking about those type of you know uh, countryside saving projects where foreign people with big ideas come swooping in and, and work with older japanese people on the surface yeah that's great And it feels good to work together to solve the problem, you know, to to try to do something, you know, and all that. But beyond that and beyond, you know, the superficial level of friendliness and cooperation, deep entrenched change. I want I'm 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 holding off judgment on that on the effectiveness of that. It's great to put in the effort and Japanese people love to put in effort. Japanese, Japanese people love, you know, and Japanese people love to put in effort especially when it comes to a guest, you know, it, but when it actually comes to fundamental change in the way of living and fundamental change in opening up different areas and things like that, that's a whole different topic, right? And so that's kind of what i see in in articles like this you know even clicking on i think the japan bento thing yeah it's great they got the project i checked their youtube page they i mean i got like 30 something followers i can't knock them they got like 17 something subscribers they put out like three videos in like the past six months or something like that and what you know the 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 project long ass project video i skimmed through it for like about a couple of minutes it's got like seven you know uh 200 views or something like that, you know, I mean that again, the fact, Hey, we're on YouTube. We're doing this blah, blah, blah project and putting it on YouTube. It sounds good, but is it a real, you know, grassroots, you know, 100% effort to raise awareness, to put the name of the town on the map, the way it needs to be done to get the type of impact that needs to happen to really, you know, um, affect change in the community. I don't see it. It sounds good that they're working together, and it's good that they're working together, and it's good that they're trying to do something, but, you know, are they really trying, are they, you know, um, rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic, or are they really, you know, rolling up their sleeves and doing gut check time, doing what needs to be done? And generally speaking, Japan doesn't really do that japan doesn't really get into gut check time until it's like the ship's going down you know red alert mayday mayday type shit like that's when people start freaking out and panicking and looking to the government to do something until then people uh, i can't really see so um that's kind of that article me looking into that article that reading between the lines a little bit that's how i see things again i was hating on myself (laughs) i was doing it i was like akil stop being a hater i click on something i think about it. i'm like eh, i don't know <laughs> but, but, but i felt like a hater you can call me a hater if you want i'm i'm trying not to but <clears throat> you know that's kind of what it feels like to me a feel a bunch of feel good hippie shit like that's, <laughs> that's exactly what i said while i was reading it like you know <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> I'm an asshole. I feel so bad. <laughs> okay. Yes, Doug, I know. See, even my dog's coming over like, God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm almost finished, dog. Okay. And then <laughs> related to that um, is a Vice article. A Vice, no, a Vice mini doc. And this one, let me, let me get the title, right? Let me click on this and get, so I can get the title, right? Um, it's called, what's it called? Japan's country towns were dying. Then COVID happened and everything changed, right? Everything changed is what I added being an asshole, (laughs) being, being a condescending asshole. That's just me, (laughs) but no, um, Again, like this kind of ties in. That's what I wrote. I told you this really ties into Um, because I saw this video and um, no, after you sent me the article. I, okay. The video popped up in my YouTube timeline and then um, I was like, I ain't watching that shit. And, <laughs> and then you sent me that uh, article. I was like, ah, okay. That does kind of tie. I was thinking about something related to that idea. But once you sent me that article, Rod, I was like, okay, let me actually watch it. And, um, yeah, it, they tied in perfectly. So I was like, okay. Um, but basically like me watching, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This vice, uh, mini doc was fucking hilarious to me. Right. Because again, maybe, uh, again, I'm going to put my hater hat on. I'm not wearing a hat, but I'm putting on my hater hat. <laughs> when I watched this. It was hilarious and kind of not hilarious, cringeworthy, right? For a few different reasons. Um, And this kind of goes back to, I know I keep, you know, harping on it, but dating in Japan and relationships in Japan, right? Now, I'm not in a place to judge the relationships between, there's two couples in this, uh, featured in in this doc. And I'm not going to, I'm not in a place to judge, you know, because every marriage is different. But basically, there was two couples. One couple where the dude, the husband and wife, they left Tokyo, I don't know, a while ago, I forgot exactly when, and had been living in the countryside for some time. And the second one was uh, a couple where um, the husband and wife were considering leaving and moving into that same community. Now, (laughs) (laughs) Which one of these motherfuckers do I start with? Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll start with the main dude. He comes on later, right? The second. But I'll, I'll start with, with this guy. Because he gives more context to the first guy. No, no, no. I'll, I'll go in the order that it's, it's talked about. <laughs> okay. Okay. Watching the first guy, they introduced the first guy who's like, yeah, you know, I mean, he, he's an English teacher. He does what I do. He's an English teacher in the Tokyo area. Um, he's got a family. He's got, I think, maybe one kid, uh, a daughter and his Japanese wife. And they live in Yokohama, which is the area that I live in, you know, in the suburbs of Tokyo. And maybe probably a little bit further away in deeper into Yokohama than me, just from the looks of their neighborhood. But, you know, Yokohama is really big. and." You know, dude. I think he's British, but he, for me, is typical of the guys that, (laughs) should I say this? Should I say this? Fuck it, you know I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Okay, he is typical of the guys, to me, that aren't built for this country. Right. Like he's just not built for Japan and you can kind of see it and hear it like it was cringe. That was cringeworthy for me to watch. He was broken. He's been broken by this country. Like that's kind of what happens. I've seen it with several people like that's kind of um, if you listen to how he talks about his everyday life here in in, in the Tokyo area, he hates his job. He hates what he's doing. You know, he hates his commute. He hates his life, but he's got a family. He's got a daughter, you know, and and so he's just, you know, plugging away, doing what he needs to do, working in the fucking English study coal mines, miserable as fuck. That's what it seems like to me, right? And he's looking for out. He's looking for an escape, and he doesn't know how to get it. And so getting the fuck out and moving in the countryside is kind of what he feels like, what he can do, To plug away and keep going on in this miserable life. It's kind of what it sounds like to me, right? Like you know, you know, I fuck it. I'll commute two hours if I have to. Okay, but I can come home to the fresh air, the countryside, the peace to get away from all these Japanese people and the fucking terrible train. That's kind of what I'm hearing and sensing with him. And if you just listen to how he talks about commuting, I mean. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, he's like a freaking tired ass salary man. Like, and I've seen a lot of people who get like that the longer that they're here. Again, this country can't break you if you're not strong enough. Like, I'm not gonna lie, it's not for the faint of heart at all because you're, you, if you think about it, you're socially isolated. You're away from, you know, what you know. Uh, yeah, it's a completely different world, but again, it gets harder the longer you're here. So he's probably been here. I forgot how long he's been here, but his daughter seems like, you know, she's like elementary school age. So probably around 10 years at least. You know, um, and it's wearing them down. It's just wearing them the fuck down. But, you know, f- from the jump, he strikes me as a person who doesn't have a lot of intestinal fortitude from the jump. I'm not trying to shit on you, dude. I'm not. I'm sorry. I feel like an asshole for saying this, but <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. This is my first impression of this guy. It's like you don't strike me as you know in good times. He strikes me as like a feel good times type of guy. Like you know when times are good, he's up. When times are bad, he he's not like a going gets tough, the tough gets going type of guy at all, right? And so he you know he strikes me like he wants to hang out at the pub he wants to you know go on vacation he wants to take it easy he wants to watch you know with football or soccer on his day off like that you know that's kind of you know once he wants a comfortable life is kind of what i'm sensing from him you know but um not to shit on the guy like hey that's who you are do your thing What gets interesting is when, you know, the idea of moving to the countryside, how he feels like it can resurrect his his withering existence, you know, and uh, and his wife, I was waiting for his wife to talk, because if you really watch this documentary, it's told from the perspective of foreign people, right? It's told from their perspective. You don't really hear the Japanese women talking too much in this documentary. That's something I really want you to um, think about and look into when you, as you watch it. Right? You're hearing the foreign guys talking, and they're talking about how great this shit is, and they're talking about the potential of the community, and they're talking about all this shit. The Japanese women, especially the first guy, his wife. I was waiting for to see her because you you don't see her for like the first like like you see her a little bit, but you don't hear her talk for like a while and when she did talk i was like uh-oh <laughs> the first was like uh-oh there it is <laughs> you know she's just trying not to say nothing you know she's holding it in like that's what it is she's holding it in. she's holding a lot in you know for the sake of her family and she don't want to go she does not want to go there and <laughs> you can see when they go there <laughs> and they go to the place and you go check it out like she is not pleased at all because that place that they live is in terms of standards. She seems like his wife, the first guy, his wife seems like a pretty average, typical conservative Japanese woman. That place is a um, I'm not calling the place a dump, but I'm saying in that frame of view, it's a dump is what i'm saying, right? You know, if you get what i'm saying, like a place to be that old in the countryside. Yeah, it has space, but a lot of kind of old junk and old TVs and shit. I saw the I was like, "Oh, he's going down." I was like, "Oh shit." <laughs> like her going from like a mansion, you know, I mean even if it's not like a super great place, in, your, in yokohama to the countryside maybe it is in yokohama but whatever, it's in the fucking countryside it's in the boonies you know a old ass place like that's a big leap like you know that's a big step forward i'm uh, not a big step you know um and you also have to think one thing you don't think about which i think both of the husbands in here are not so in tune with the japanese way of thinking and I'll, especially the second guy i'll give my reasons why um um like for foreign people it's a lot easier for foreign people to, to to take the leap into a new community and just be like hey i'm here what's up hey everyone's so friendly hey you know it's a lot easier for foreign people to do that Than Japanese people to do that to move to an area where you have no friends and you have you know from an area where you're established is really really tough for Japanese people and and the older you get the tougher it really gets and that's why a lot of people even in um you know the areas like in Fukushima and things like that they kind of refuse to leave those areas because they're so entrenched in the community they have ties there and it's a lot harder to move to an area that you, where you don't know anyone especially the older you are right so so you can see like beyond the, the you know if they were moving into like uh i'm pretty sure if they were moving into like a pristine new condominium or big ass house or something like that in the countryside. She'd be like, "Okay, you know," but to move into like a fifty-year-old dusty ass basement, like, <laughs> you can see her face. I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing at her situation, but I was just like, I was like cringing, half cringing, like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I kind of have one, like, like I, I kind of half wanted to watch that documentary with my wife, but I already know what she would say. She'd be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> She'd be like, "Hell no!" <laughs> but 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 you know his wife is not the type of person especially in front of the cameras um when you have a bunch of people like yeah it's great isn't it you're not they're not going to jump in and object when they sit down and start talking about it you can kind of hear her you know anxieties come out and this is where i transition to the second guy i think the second guy isn't really in tune with the japanese way of thinking either because if you listen He's trying to convince her, you know, why it could be potentially good. Japanese people don't do potentially very well. Okay, potentially is not, probably is not a good word to use around Japanese people when you're talking about standard of living at all. Like, nah, this doesn't work well. But the second guy, he's like a dreamer kind of guy. And Japanese people don't give a fuck about your dreams, man. I mean, <laughs> let me tell you, Japanese people do not give, give a fuck about your dreams. Especially your wife does not give a fuck about your dreams. Like, And even though his wife is very supportive and things like that, on the surface it seemed like that. For me, I got the the feeling, because if you really watch the documentary, is really about that dude. You know, um, the farmer dude, you know, and it sounds like he's living the dream and he's got the farm and they're doing shit and da da da. And like I again, mean, I'm not hating on the dude at all, but just his personality, he seems very forceful and pushy. You know, not in like an aggressive way, but he very if you listen to how he talks, it, it wasn't really apparent in the beginning of the documentary to me, but toward after I heard his wife talk, you know, if you listen to his wife talk, then it was like oh okay it feels to me like the second guy the main guy um you know who already lives in the countryside it sounds like he decided to do to move there he decided to get the fuck out of tokyo and he he's good in, in their relationship he has the more dominant personality. Of course, his wife can speak English, and of course, you know, um, she's an open-minded person, but he's, you know, he. it seems like he, he he's much more better at selling dreams to people, you know, and, and not in a negative way, but, you know, it, it, whatever their relationship, you know, Ronnie Romance and her and things like that, it seems like he sold her a dream and, you know, of living in the countryside and, you know, talked her into it. And, you know, she kind of like, you know, took on some of his ideas, if you will. Because if you listen to her talk when they're at the table, um, you know, she talks about money and she talks about some of the inconveniences. Then I hear some of her apprehensions and doubts starting to come out. But she's been doing it so long. She's kind of just this is the road I'm on. I'm just going, my family's here. I'm just doing it. Not in a negative way. She's just kind of like, it is what it is. Kind of what it feels like to me. And, and and Japanese women especially are really strong. Like that type of woman is really strong at that type of way. You know, it, it might not be worked out the way she thought it would or the way she wanted it to, you know, especially when I hear, you know, the word money concerns come up. That's a big buds word for me. But, you know, she's like kind of like a ride or die type woman. You know, so she's in it. They got two kids, so she's with it and she's doing it. The second guy, he's just like, We're living the dream out here and you know, we can do this and we can build this community, we can put it here and put more people here and then if we got one family, then two families, then three families, next thing you know, we got a community and it's great. You know, you can hear him like I said, selling the dream to the the first British guy and He's loving it. He's like nom, 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 eating that shit all up, like <laughs> like turkey and stuffing on mashed, like on fucking Thanksgiving. He's like, nom, 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 thank you, save me, you know. Um, and so, um, yeah, for me, it seems like like both of those guys and both of those women are really, really interesting test cases for relationships in Japan as well, you know. And you know, like I said, the, the main guy, his wife is kind of in it already. The first guy, I can, I can see, I don't know what's going to happen with them. I can imagine he's like, yeah, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid from the main guy, trying to telling his wife, let's do it. And then either just before or just after, she's like, hold up. <laughs> you know, pro- more than likely her, her personality after they move there, she would be like, hold up and, and really express her, um, dissatisfi- you know. Dissatisfaction—that's not a word. You know, uh, the fact that she's dissatisfied um, with um, their situation is kind of what I see coming. It's and that's why it kind of makes me cringe. You know, um, yeah, because you know she's she's thinking about her school, she's thinking about her daughter and things like that. Um, their lifestyle and the other guys like we can make it work never tell a japanese person we can make it work never do that if you're in a relationship never say that please it makes you like i'm just keeping the buck with you it makes you sound like in their eyes makes you sound kind of crazy it makes you sound kind of delusional that's what makes you sound like a dream makes you sound delusional you know it needs to be guaranteed steps to get there it needs to be like we're moving to the countryside i put down this um this down payment on a house that they're building you can make the specifications for you it'll be fucking awesome we'll grow fucking oranges and sell them like you know don't worry about anything it'll be kind of rough but we'll live comfortably i got plenty of money saved up that's kind of what she wants to hear you know and then she might be with it but um yeah 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 um it's it's it's, it's so it's it's, mm. It's an interesting documentary on a lot of different... It's not that long, but it's on a lot of different levels for me. Um, And I was, you know, half entertained, half cringing watching it, you know, the whole time. Again, I'm not trying to be a hater. It's just my wild speculation about what's going on. But what I see, reading between the tea leaves there, you know, it looks... It sounds really good on camera. It looks really good on camera because for a couple of different reasons, it's told from a foreign perspective. Mainly the foreign guys are talking you know, and two, um, you, you don't really hear the wives giving, the, I would have preferred them to be interviewed. I was hoping the wives would also be interviewed in Japanese privately, even when the wife was talking, she was talking at the table with her husband, you know, and if you can see, he's dominating the conversation, really, he's guiding the conversation. So, I, you know, um, that that's kind of, um, the, the shit, not the shit, but like it's it's the shit that that can be misleading when you get documentaries like this based by foreign people living in Japan. You know, um, I think to give a more accurate picture, which would be helpful for you, you need to get the balance of those kind of things. So, but definitely check it out one way or another. Um, it's really interesting. Uh, again, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, but I I got the feeling I'm right. <laughs> okay (laughs) all right um yeah it's almost my nap time so let me let me get the fuck out of here (laughs) all right well happy thanksgiving to you and uh everyone you're with Uh, be safe be happy and i'll holler at you next time peace